Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, we give you permission to do what you desire. Make our minds, our hearts, our souls fertile soil. Lord, that your word, the word of truth and the word of life may bear great fruit in our lives. Illuminate these scriptures for us. Convict and console our hearts. Speak, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Christ is risen, and he right, has appeared to Mary Magdalene as she goes to the tomb to see. She comes back to tell the apostles that Jesus is risen. She's like, what's going on in their minds and their hearts? Like, is this real? Is this not real? And Jesus enters the upper room where the disciples had locked themselves in there out of fear, out of fear of being themselves arrested, captured, crucified. They had locked themselves in the upper room. So here we have Jesus who enters into the upper room and his first words to them are, peace be with you. And then he reveals to them his, his wounds, now his, his glorious wounds, but the proof of his suffering and of his resurrection and this revelation to them. And then Thomas is not there. So they have this encounter with the living Christ, the Christ who has been crucified and is risen, who breaks into their fear. There's kind of two things I want, I want to think about here this morning. One, when we are afraid, what is the thing that makes us most afraid? What is the thing that makes us most afraid? I'm not thinking of like specifically like the, the context, okay, I'm most afraid of snakes or like my child dying or whatever that is. That's not the specific thing that I'm thinking of. It's like there's the environmental realities, like that's real. And then there is the truth of like, when we are most afraid, it's normally because there is a circumstance before us. There is a thing that either is real in our life right now or in the future that we're either like perceiving a reality that is coming or we're imagining something that is coming or a little bit of both. And when we're most afraid is when we feel alone. Like I have this thing that I'm presently going through or I'm looking forward to this thing that is going to come upon me and I feel alone because I am aware that I cannot, right? I don't have the capacity to do what needs to be done in this situation. I have the capacity to do what needs to be done in the coming future. So not only is the circumstances, are they making me afraid? But I feel even more afraid because I feel my, the lack of my ability to do it. Because if we felt like we would just cruise on through, then there's no fear there. It's a little bit of an excitement. 
But when we feel like we don't have the ability or the capacity to do what lies before us or what we're currently in, then there's fear. And then when we fear that even more, like we're alone, it's just kind of can become this gripping fear. And so here comes Jesus as the disciples are like, how are we going to stay alive? What are we going to do? Like everything had been turned upside down. They were following Jesus. He was the Messiah. He had been captured and crucified and, and he had died. And they're just like, okay, we're locked in, boys. After they all said, Jesus, we're going to die with you. Peter gets the bad rap here, right? Peter says it, and then, but there's a little line in the Gospels that I think we just, we just kind of like read so fast we missed it. But Jesus says, Lord, I will, I will die with you. And they all said, likewise. So they're all like, yeah, we're going to go down with you. And they all ran away, <laughs> right? And John, under the protection and the care of the Blessed Virgin Mary, does show up at the foot of the cross. Our Lady giving him strength there. But they're all afraid, and they're locked in there. And Jesus comes, and he says, peace be with you. And this is not just like, hey, boys, don't be afraid. But there's one that he's manifesting himself, his presence to them. And then when he speaks, peace be with you, again, it's not like, hey, be peaceful. No, this is the impartation of the Holy Spirit. He's breathing the Holy Spirit upon them. That peace is one of the fruits of the Spirit. So he's literally saying, I am with you, right? Because where the Holy Spirit is, so is the Son, and so is the Father. And he's pouring forth the Holy Spirit upon them, speaking peace into their life. And then, what does it say? They are overjoyed to see him. Fear now is being quelled, not because anything has changed outside. Right? All the things that they were afraid of are still present. Everything that they were afraid of is still present, except what is now that they're aware that Jesus himself is also present. No circumstances changed, just an awareness of the presence of Jesus and the power and the grace of the Holy Spirit. And so then, as we see this continued journey with them, the multiple resurrection accounts all the way through the ascension and then unto Pentecost where he tells them to go and wait for the Holy Spirit, that when the Holy Spirit comes upon them in fullness at Pentecost, that these same men who were afraid and hiding, right, become these powerful evangelists. The powerful evangelists. And all of them except for John are martyred. The thing that they ran from, they were able actually to run to because of the knowledge of the presence of Jesus Christ and the Father and the Holy Spirit with them. See, the circumstances continued to be present and they actually got worse, again, to the point of them being martyred. But the fear in their own hearts was quelled because they recognized they were not alone. Brothers and sisters, the risen Lord comes to us. He is here. And he is always present. And in the Holy Mass, he is substantially present in the most holy Eucharist. Body, blood, soul, and divinity. 
And he says to us, when we feel alone, when we feel consumed by fear, when we're looking at our current circumstances or worried about future circumstances, he says to you, this is my body. This is my blood given up for you. Peace be with you. He's not only, right, does he want to manifest himself here, but he wants us to consume him, to take him in. To take him in. So that what was prophesied about his name would be at the incarnation, at his birth, Emmanuel, God is with us, that like this becomes so tangibly present in all of the sacraments and powerfully, uniquely present in the most holy Eucharist that we receive the Lord into our bodies and into our souls. Now, brothers and sisters, here, here's, here's a key it's really important that begins to unlock the door, and it's really kind of two keys for us to begin to experience this healing presence of the Lord in our fear. One is this. One is that we are honest with the Lord, with our true self. I mentioned this here a little bit recently, I think mostly at daily mass. Well, one of, one of the, some of the language that we use in, in seminary formation, which we can kind of apply all around, is like, is a man showing up to formation? Like, is he showing up to formation? Which doesn't mean, is he like fulfilling his commitments? That's a very basic, like, are you just like going to class and going to prayer and showing up to formation stuff and your apostolic works? Like, yes, yes, yes. But no, is the man actually bringing his true self and all of who he is, and being honest and open and making himself known. That's the key, making himself known to the Lord, to his formators, to his brothers in an appropriate way. Hey, this is what's going on in my heart. These are the things I'm excited about. These are the things that are going well, and these are the things that I'm struggling with. But what can happen is, out of fear, right, like all of us, whether we're in seminary, whether we're in school, whether we're in a family, whether we're in friendships, it's like, okay, I think I know what you want me to present to you. I think I know what you want me to show you so that you will accept me, so that's what I'm going to do. I will give you what I think you want so that I will be accepted. But the things that I'm really afraid of and the things that I'm concerned about and my faults, I'm going to hide them. Brothers and sisters, when we do that, particularly before the Lord and key people in our life, healing cannot occur. Because there's no actually exposing of our hearts to the Lord. Like Jesus comes in the upper room, he breaks in the upper room. But where the healing occurs is that the apostles gave him their fear. Like they exposed their fear before the Lord. If they would have hidden it like, nah, nah, I'm not afraid. Everything's good. I'm glad you're here. We were just making lunch for you. This is great. All those other fools were scared. I kept telling them, you know he's coming back. He told us he was coming back. I mean, like When we do that, we actually don't allow the Lord to enter into the places that are heart, that, of our hearts that need healing. Here is Thomas is a prime example. 
If he would have showed back up, like, here's the one guy who's not there when Jesus first appears. And, and I like to imagine, I don't know this, I like to imagine that Thomas was the only courageous one who's like, okay, we're starving. Somebody's got to go get some grub, and I'm going to get it, all right? So he goes, and then Jesus shows up, and then Jesus leaves, and he comes back, and he's like, what? I mean, come on. Like, what, like, what's the deal? Could he have waited 30 minutes? Like, where, where? And imagine all these things are going on in Thomas's head. Like, maybe, I'm, maybe he doesn't like me. Maybe I've sinned too much. Maybe, you know, all, what? But you know what Thomas does in that moment? When they're like, hey, man, we saw him. We saw him. Thomas could have been like, ah. I mean, that's why I left. Because, like, I knew. And you guys were worried about it. I had no problem. No, he's like, I can't believe it. Like, I can't believe right now. And I won't believe until I see him. See the vulnerability of Thomas's heart before his brothers? Like, he's not afraid. Maybe he is afraid of them saying, Thomas, well, you just need to leave, man. Like, you are kicked out of the 12. Go home. Whether he's afraid of that or not, he's like, brothers, I cannot believe right now until I stick my finger in his wounds. And so in that moment, there's actually some level of healing in Thomas's heart because his brothers didn't kick him out. You know, Thomas, that's okay. You can still stay with us. And he rece- they received him in his hurt and in his fear. And then Jesus shows up. And then Tom- Jesus is like, hey, Thomas, you need to touch me. And I'm sure he's embarrassed. And I'm sure he's hurting. But he's kind of like, yeah, uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind it. And then he enters into Jesus' wounds. Thomas opens up the fear and the vulnerability and the doubt in his own heart, and he enters into Jesus' wounds, and then he makes the most profound and accurate statement of who Jesus is in all of the Gospels. My Lord and my God. Healing. Maturation. Faith. Because Thomas allowed himself to be honest and vulnerable before the Lord, and the Lord met him in that. And so, brothers and sisters, in our fear, right, we can fear, feel more uh, fearful when we feel alone. And Jesus breaks in. So right now, we're in the upper room, and Jesus is here. And it will become even more profoundly in the most holy Eucharist. And so what we can do is we can posture and maneuver and pretend like, hey, Lord, you're risen, and it's good, and, like, you know, help me in my life, but, like, everything's okay. Or we can say, Lord, I don't really know what the resurrection means in my life. And I'm afraid because I have this and this and this and this. I'm not afraid that I'm the only one of my friends who has these doubts. I'm afraid that I'm the only one of my friends who has these struggles. Guess what? You're not, okay? Just, just let you know, you're not. But if we expose our hearts and our concerns and our fears before him, then Jesus says, see my hands, see my side, touch them. This is my body. This is my blood given up for you. And that's where transformation and healing can occur with vulnerability and openness and faith that he is the Lord, even imperfect faith. So today in our fear, Jesus is in the upper room here with us. Let us expose the truth of our hearts to him and give him permission to enter every single place, especially the places where we are afraid or doubt or ashamed. 
And as he exposes his wounds to us, as he gives us his body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Holy Eucharist, let us reach out and touch him in faith that slowly but surely the Lord may heal the fear and the concern in our own hearts that we too would grow in peace and in joy and in love on this journey of life with him all of our days. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. Thank you for listening. The ministry here at Christ the King is made possible through our generous donors and golden givers. If you would like to learn more or partner with Christ the King on LSU's campus, please visit ctklsu.org.